I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hi, everybody. It's Shivani Gupta here from the Ask Shivani podcast. I have a beautiful, beautiful human on my podcast today. Her name is Catherine Hartley. I've known Catherine over a number of years, but I had this incredible privilege to travel to India with her, where we both share a passion to help the underprivileged. But let me tell you a little bit more about Catherine before we meet her officially. She's accredited in water and sewer design. I mean, that's pretty incredible in itself. She has a working on initiative supporting the key strategic theme of enabling good growth. She was born and educated in South Africa, which you're about to hear on her accent. Um, And she has worked for a number of not-for-profit organizations as a community counselor, providing economic housing to disadvantaged communities. She's very passionate about providing skills and resources to underprivileged communities so that there is sustainable change. Before this particular life, in terms of what she's doing, working at Hunterwater, she worked for a private equity firm in London, and she's got lots of different expertise. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. That's such an um, incredible intro. I don't know how I live up to that, but um, oh well, it's, yes, it's you your can, intro. <laughs> you can definitely hear by the accent. Yes, from South Africa. And Catherine, firstly, tell us a little bit about your journey, uh, perhaps in business as well as personally. What are the major things that have shifted you? And um, you know, sometimes they're really positive things. Sometimes they're not so positive things. But what are some of the big things that have happened in your life? that have brought you to where you are today. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess um, for me, it would have started, um, I guess if we rewind, I uh, left South Africa in my early 20s. So made a decision to move to London um, by myself. So moved to a country, uh, to a big city where I knew no one. Um, It was a huge shift um, from, you know, living in South Africa and I didn't realise how small um, the town that I lived in, the the sort of mindset I had until I moved to somewhere like London that is so multicultural. So it was a huge shift for me. Um, And I remember my my aunt had actually left South Africa 10 years prior and she had told me the story about how she sort of walked up to the gates and she said, don't look back because then you won't leave. And for me, it was an exact opposite. I got to those gates and I said, looked and I said, make yourself look back because this is the last time you'll ever see this place. And I did it. Um, And it has, it was the last time other than a couple of holidays that I've been back. I've never been back there. Uh, Went to London, young, very, very um, naive, Um, worked for a very big private equity company there. Um, So firstly, sort of getting, you know, understanding that there was a world that was so much bigger than what I knew. Um, uh, I worked there for a number of years. Uh, That was a a very quick introduction into the corporate world. Um, A lot of challenges there. So I faced, you know, working in, and I've always have worked in very male dominated fields. So being a young female was very um, challenging to say the least. Um, you know, I recall many moments where um, one of the stories that I've told a few times is, um, you know, going into a meeting, a really, really important meeting that I went into about a huge change we were making in our um, industry. And uh, I was the only female in the room and um, super excited to be invited a seat at the table and um, sat there and all this conversation was happening, was not asked a single question. 
uh, went back to my desk and uh, about a couple of hours later had an email from one of the participants saying, hi, Catherine, when you've prepared the minutes, can you please send them through to us? And it was such a demoralizing feeling going, man, okay, because I was there, that's sort of that um, unconscious bias. And I had never really experienced that before. Um, also having very, very strong women in my family who have been, um, you know, incredibly successful. That's sort of always the expectation I set for myself. I didn't realize that this was the world that I was living in. So that was, that was, that was challenging. Um, and then I guess leaving London. So I left London in 2010 and came to Australia and it was a total 100% start from scratch again. So I had built up a bit of a reputation, a rapport, um, you know, had my male colleagues and other colleagues respecting me building this career and then coming to Australia and starting from scratch again. That was, that was a huge adjustment for me. Um, and yes, yeah, so I joined Hunter Water um, and said, oh, I'll stay there for six months. Um, you know, just took an entry level position and I, th I thought, oh, that's great. I'll, you know, learn uh, Australia and people and stay there for six months. I've now been there 11 years, so things change. Um, and I guess for me in my career, especially with Hunter Water, was, it was about taking roles that I wasn't necessarily qualified for. And I've done that. That is just sort of the theme of my um, career is that I've just gone, if it scares me, I'm just going to say yes and I'll figure out how to do it later. And that's pretty much how I've worked up where I am now. Um, and then, yeah, I guess 2014, becoming a mother, hardest job, hands down, in the world I've ever done. Um, I Rewarding, yes, but very, very hard. Um, so that that has been that shifted a lot for me. Um, and then, yeah, I guess my, more most recently, I've just moved into a very exciting role. Um, I personally sort of have uh, gone through a separation, so that's a sort of starting over point for me again. Um, but this time, I think um, so. I wasn't as afraid to start over. I think the theme of my life is always starting from starting again but it wasn't starting over from scratch. It was starting over from experience. So um, yeah, and that's where I am now, I guess. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I just love the energy that you have when you talk about even really difficult things. Um, there's been lots of challenges, both you know professionally, whether it's in the same organisation over 11 years and different roles. Obviously you've talked a little bit about going through um, a separation and being a mum. Do you have a formula or a philosophy or a way that you attack challenges when things get thrown in your way, whether they're personal or professional? Do you have a system or a philosophy or a methodology that you use? Uh, and maybe take us through a little bit of that in terms of how you think. Something comes at you, how do you deal with it? Mm. Um, so I think in the past, I and being the person I am, I'm quite an overachiever. I've always set really high expectations for the people around me and for myself. So when challenging things happen, I, I'm not going to say that I'm perfect and I instantly go, oh, great, so let's you know, put on my big girl pants and I'll just tackle this. I cry and I experience it and I feel everything. I'm very a very big feeler, um, but I think that's part of my process. So I need to, uh, I know that for myself is that I need to feel the feelings and I need to sit in those feelings. Um, I often have feelings of, you know, guilt, being a working mum, or, you know, obviously uh, the breakup of a marriage is very hard. I broke up with my best friend. That's a really hard thing to do. Um, so I let myself feel it. And I think that that is that sort of understanding that I've been through many 
many, many trials and I've always come out the other side of it. Um, but being a bit more kind to myself, I think that's probably the, my strategy is just sitting there going, yeah, this is hard. Um, it's okay. You will move past it. Um, and then just sort of taking that next step and putting myself in uncomfortable positions. As I said before, if it scares me, I do it because then I know it's challenging me and I know that I'm growing from it. If um, I remember reading something about you can either have um, comfort or you can have courage. You can't have both. So I think that's sort of been my philosophy. That's great. I love that. You can either have courage or you can have comfort, but you can't have both. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what about what about in the future in terms of when you look at, you know, where you're at and perhaps going through some of the personal challenges that you've spoken about as well, uh, and you've just started a brand new role, um, you know, when you look at in the future, and that might not be just, Catherine, for the next two or three years, it might be 20 years or 50 years or whatever it may be ahead of you, what are some of the future things you go, oh, I really want to do that or I really want to achieve that or I really want to be that? What are some of the future aspirations that come to your mind? Oh, wow. For me, uh, so professionally, um, it's never really been about a role or a title or what I do. As long as what I do, I know that I have to lead people. That is something that's a part of who I am. I want to inspire people. I want to encourage people. Um, I have a huge philosophy about building women up in business because I think we... We just, we don't take as many risks. We don't know how to negotiate um, and we don't support each other enough. So that's something that is so, I'm so passionate about. So if I can do anything in that space, that makes me happy. Um, where I am or what I'm doing, obviously the role that I'm in at the moment, I love because especially for Newcastle, it's something we're doing that is so different. Um, and it, it's such a big step for, for you know, Hunter Water to be looking at things um, understanding our customers and listening to what they're saying and creating a digital platform that they expect from us. Um, so that's exciting. Whether I'll be doing that in five, 10 years, I don't know. Um, but that's exciting to me too. I think, like I said, philosophically, it's, it's about that empowerment piece for especially women, but for everyone. Um, and then personally, I think, you know, and I think I've, I said this before, is that um, I have given up on the holy grail work-life balance. That is always in every single one of my aspirations. I mean, every time I get answered this question, I always answer the same thing. I wanna find work-life balance. I don't believe it exists. I've tried, I've looked for it. <clears throat> if it's hiding, I don't know where it is. Um, so I think now my main focus is that uh, quality over quantity. So I know that, you know, I want my son to see me and I want him to, um, you know, look up to me and know, know things like determination, hard work. I want him to understand things like sacrifice, um, but just to feel loved along the way and respected along the way. So if he's happy, then, you know, I know I've done my job right. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, everybody has different ways of managing their wellness um, and what makes, you know, things work. Do you have rituals or practices or ways that you go about doing things and it might be daily it may be quarterly maybe yearly like do you have some rituals around your wellness that help you manage who you are obviously work-life balance is not that you haven't found that I get it I hear so many I hear so many women talk about this thing of work-life balance being completely elusive and but what about for you do you have things that you do that help you manage your rhythms and rituals in terms of who you are Catherine um, yeah, I do. So to be 100% honest, um, I'm notoriously bad at self-care. 
everyone who knows me knows this. Um, I'm one of those go, go, go people um, until that check engine light comes on. Um, and oftentimes I even ignore that and I keep going and going. Um, but this year especially um, has taught me the importance of wellness. Um, and that's body, mind and spirit. I think obviously what's happened in the world scared all of us. Um, but it also, it put me in a position where for the first time in my life, I, I'm generally quite a confident person, but um, I had uh, huge confidence issues. You know, the, this, this not being face to face, not feeding off people because that's what I do and having to be so isolated uh, was really, really scary. <clears throat> but excuse me, but what it did is it made me have to focus on me. Um, and I had to start looking at myself as, as a whole machine that, and if I don't feed my body and my mind and my spirits, um, I'm just gonna, I'm no good to anyone else. Uh, so some of the things that I try and do, and I, I put emphasis on the try word, because we're always trying, um, is about one of the things is taking time out to be present. Um, so I'm very sort of being more mindful of what my current situation is, because I know that, you know, looking in the past, all that does is make you sit and wonder about the what ifs and um, looking in the future, all that does is think of, you know, it just makes me anxious. So I try and live in the present. Uh, friends, definitely, I've realized that we need a good support network. So I make sure that I, I, um, I nurture those relationships and ensure that I do take time out and I ask for help. It's something that's so uncommon to me, but it's something that I need. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, obviously uh, the body part of it, I haven't got to yet. I'm trying, I'm trying to be better at, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't do runs and I can't say that I, you know, practice meditation. I try to, it, it's something that I'm working towards. Um, but one of the things I do find is, you know, five minutes being silly with my son and just letting go and just, you know, seeing, seeing things through the eyes of a child is amazing. Um, and that to me gives me such great perspective. Um, and I, I guess the last thing would be just some of the volunteering work that I do. I find that that is where I feed my spirit the most. Um, and it is amazing when you help other people what that actually fills in you. And yeah, so that, that's sort of what I'm doing at the moment. That's amazing. You know, a lot of people define it as the mind, body, spirit, but I love the fact that you said, I do this well, I don't do this well, I'm doing this and that feeds my spirit. And so that's, uh, that's a really good way to, to define that. What about, um, I know that you love leading people, you've led teams for a long time, Catherine, have you got some leadership hacks, you know, things that you go, yeah, when I go and manage people, uh, not saying that it works 100% of the time, 100 uh, out of 100 times, but you know, it's, it's the things that I do around managing people. Do you have ways that you know works for you as a leader of managing people because it's such a big part of what you do oh absolutely so um i think my number one thing and it's something i started doing with my team um a, a few years ago was it was just taking the time out at the start of every single day to understand where people's cups were up to. Because, you know, we talk about our cup being full and, you know, work is such a small element of that. We have relationships and we have families. And I know myself, when I've got a lot going on at home, I bring that to the workplace. There's no, there's no way to stop that. So what I started to do was check in with people. I would see where their cup was at the start of the day. And it was this, hey, how are you feeling? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it indifferent? What's going on? Um, and just understanding where they were. I think that was probably the key element to sort of me understanding how best I can lead them. 
Um, and I think another thing is, you know, when, you, when you're trying to lead or influence people, you've got to do it from their perspective, not your own. So I understand that there are things that motivate me that don't motivate other people. Um, so understanding the people who are in your team and understanding what motivates them and is the best way to actually grab their attention. It's the best way to show them. So we're all working towards the same common goal, but how we get there is based on us. And I think as a leader, that was one of the things I had to learn. It's about them, not about me yeah beautiful and this this idea of helping others underprivileged I know we got to spend some time in India together mm. uh, working together and alongside each other I've seen you do this over the course that I've uh, that I've known you where, where does it come from within you is it something that you were taught as a child is it something you experienced is it something that you saw where, where does that desire to really feed that spirit in you come from mm. Um, I think so. So yeah, definitely. There's there's um, for, as growing up in South Africa. So um, obviously seeing that type of poverty, it's different. It's different to the poverty that I've seen anywhere else in the world. And I mean, going to India was a huge. I thought that wouldn't be shocking to me, but that was so shocking. And and I see that, and I know that I've been very privileged um, to be able to just have an education. I mean, there are so many children who don't. An education is a privilege to them, and we take that for granted. So I think that's always sad with me so education is so huge um, and also being you know a, a strong woman who, who has been raised by strong women and all the influences in my life I had have been around these these really powerful empowering women um, I look and I think yeah the, this is this is what we should be sharing with each other and you know I've been through some stages in my life you know as I said being a mother uh, you know, suffering from postnatal depression, that was horrible. It was a horrible thing. And I went, I wish somebody had reached out to me and said, I can help you. And I and I see you and I know what you're going through. Um, and, you know, just sort of having those personal experiences, I go, well, why can't I be that person for somebody else? And yeah, I think that's just sort of where it stems from. Yeah, that's incredible. Catherine, if people want to get in contact with you, they love something that you shared, they wanted to just send you a note or follow you or ask a question, How? what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Well, best way would probably be by LinkedIn. So they can just, uh, Catherine Hartley on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Well, we've got so many different takeaways out of that. Um, I've, I've written three things down as you've been speaking. I love listening when I'm talking to people and actually going, oh, wow, that was a really interesting lesson and to being able to write that down. Um, thank you so much for being on here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm Shivani Gupta and you've been listening to the Ask Shivani podcast where I got to ask some questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow our Shivani on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you. Thank you.